This is the Mark Stucheski Podcast. Joe Calavito, welcome to the show. Hey, Mark, I've been looking forward to this. How are you today? I'm doing tremendous. How about you, sir? Doing fantastic. Thanks for asking. I am so excited to have you on the show. But before we get into the topic we're going to talk about, why don't you tell my listeners who you are and what you do? Oh, that would be easy. So uh, I'm this little balding, weird guy from uh, just north of Raleigh, North Carolina, um, that spends my entire life trying to help other people realize their full potential. I love that. I love people that come on the show and like nail it in like 10 or 15 seconds. Because let's be honest, the only one who cares about more than 60 seconds of what you do is your mom and you. <laughs> and they want to get to the content. So uh, you're all about empowering others to improve their the, the status quo. I see a lot of status quo going on and it has nothing really so much to do with COVID-19. A lot of people are not living their fullest potential life. They're like, well... I got a nice job. I got, you know, benefits of health insurance and vacations. And I get three day weekends every once in a while. I'm not happy, but you know, this is, I'm in the groove. So let's talk a little bit about that, about people just living with the status quo, just living a life that, that takes care of them, but they're not really happy with. Yeah. And, and that's really what drives me. So if I could, I'm just going to share a quote that really motivates me every day, if that's okay. It's uh it's an oldie. Uh, it's from Marcus Aurelius in 121 AD. And this is what he said, Mark, and it's very sad. People who labor all of their lives, but have no purpose to direct every thought and impulse toward are wasting their time, even when hard at work. Mm. That is so powerful. And, and sad. And sad, you're absolutely right. And what I want the listener to think about is, are you wasting your time? Are you working really hard on something that you're not passionate about that doesn't make you happy? Because I'm a big fan of Gary Vaynerchuk, as many entrepreneurs are, and he's all about happiness. So he says, look it, if all you want to do is work at the local grocery store for 40 hours a week and you want to play Fortnite or be on social media, you know, all the waking hours that you're not at work. If that makes you happy, that's fine. The problem is people want to do that, but then they want to complain about how they're not making a lot of money. And every decision you make is a has a consequence associated with it, right? I couldn't agree with you more, but I do want to just throw a word out there that I think will get people further than the word happiness. Okay. Happiness is fleeting. Uh, I'm happy when I get a new car. I'm unhappy when somebody door dings me. I'm happy when I get a new job. I'm unhappy when they take some of my pay away to try to keep other people around. And so happiness is not really a good measure. Um, what we talk about is the word either fulfillment or meaningful right? So, so do you, how many meaningful moments, how many meaningful relationships, uh, how many meaningful missions um, are you going to go on during your lifetime? Um, and the difference being, um, it's, it's all about doing something for someone else. So the more I do for you, the more fulfilled and meaningful things seem to me. And that's where the world's missing it. The world is so worried about what am I going to get? What's in it for me? We're asking the wrong question because we're trying to be happy instead of being impactful. And the more I impact your life, the more meaning and fulfillment I receive. That's very interesting because I see so many people on social media collecting likes, collecting friends, collecting followers, but how can you live a fulfilled life if you are trying to collect all these friends on social media, which aren't really your friends? 
you know, what are you doing with your life that's going to make you feel fulfilled, that's going to bring meaning to your life? And I would argue if you're the best Fortnite player or I don't play video games, any other hot video games out there, I'm not going to date myself. But is that really, listener, is that really making you fulfilled? Are you getting meaning out of your life? Now, if you created these games, well, then, yeah, you're probably making a lot of money and maybe makes you fulfilled. I don't know. But I, I, I see a lot of people, Joe, just wasting their time, whether that's watching streaming video or, you know, social media or they're not really living a fulfilled life. And I and I wonder how many people really stop and think about that. Yeah. And so let me just make sure the listener understands where I'm coming from just for a moment, Mark. Right. So I'm the guy who was so out of alignment at the age of 39, making more than half million dollars a year, plenty of money to live on, played 135 rounds of golf that year, despite being married with three young daughters at home. And I ended up feeling as empty as empty could be. I couldn't figure out why more money and more rounds of golf weren't filling me. And I realized and, and, and you know that it just was all meaningless. I was chasing after what the world called the good life and I caught it and it didn't feel so good. And so at what point did you realize this is silly? This, what I'm doing is, is ridiculous. What walk us to that point when it finally came to your, your, your conscious that this is a waste of your time. Yeah. So I'm leaving work, you know, downtown Atlanta at the time I'm leaving work between one and two every day to get to the golf course, to practice for whatever, you know, match or tournaments coming up on the weekend. My wife's unhappy with me. Um, when the more unhappy she gets, the more I'll say dumb things like, well, here's a thousand dollars, just go shopping. Right. What she really wants is me and a relationship and attention to our kids. And I think I'm going to throw money at that while I go hit some golf balls on the range. And I had a friend step into my life and just asked me, you know, where I saw myself at the end of my life. And if I thought that Debbie was still going to be there with me, if I continued to do what I was doing. And so did it hit you like a two by four between the eyes? Yeah. And then after it knocked me down, it ran over me with the two by four truck. Okay. So this wasn't something that took you like several weeks, months, or years. When your friend said this, it really hits you hard. I, I, I wish I could say that it was instantly clear, but what happened is over the next month or two, I was like, I wonder if that's why I feel so empty. I wonder if that's why I'm not more excited about the amount of money I'm making and the amount of golf I'm playing. I wonder if that's why my marriage isn't as good as I'd like it to be. Gosh, I just wonder. Hmm. That's, that's amazing. Cause you know, I, I can relate to that because my wife, Michelle, who also edits the podcast when we're done, you know, she is all about, you know, Gary Chapman's lo five love languages. She is all about quality time. I could buy her the hope diamond and she go, that's eh, nice, but I want time with you quality time with you. So we do this thing in our house, you know, we're going through COVID now. So we do Friday date night and all that means for us, we don't go out. We just play a game for like an hour. That means more to her than me giving her anything else. She just wants to be with me. Uh, Amazon doesn't sell quality time with your wife. Okay. You have to, you have to give it, commit the time. And so for me, you know, I'm 55 years young and it took me a long time to get my priorities in line. I think that's one of the biggest problems that people have when they're trying to live a filled life. 
they don't have their priorities in life. So for me, it's my faith, and that's Jesus Christ, followed by my wife, Michelle. Boom, one and two. If I don't have time for anything else, that's what I take care of, those top two. Okay. A lot of other people, if you ask them what the priorities are, it'll probably change by the hour, by the week, by the day. I don't want my priorities. It's whatever is hot. And I think you need to take time to go, okay, what is really important to me? Uh, there's a, an Australian nurse. I can't think of her name right now. She wrote the five regrets to dying. Not one of the regrets was, I wish I went to another board meeting. I wish I wa- binge watched another TV show. I wish I spent more time playing Fortnite. It was all about spending quality time with their loved ones and doing stuff that fulfills them. And we know that. I think all of us know that subconsciously, but I think we're not living the true life we should be living. Oh, man. So now let's just get real, right? So my identity and your identity come from the same source. So I'm a follower of Jesus. So my identity is in Christ, and therefore my purpose comes from the source of my identity. And so my purpose is to encourage everyone to realize their full potential. In other words, draw as close to God as you can, and then go out into the world and do the unique thing you were designed to do. And so I joined this amazing company um, when COVID hit, and it's called Journey Life. And what we do at Journey Life is we teach people how to live and work on purpose. And it all starts with understanding their identity and their purpose. If you can't know who you are and why you're here, how do you go out into the world and create meaning and value? Now, I'm imagining right now that someone is listening to our conversation and they're like, okay, Joe, Mark, I get it. I hear what you're saying about happiness and fulfillment and doing meaningful things, but I I don't know where to start. I mean, I, I'm lost right now. I, I'm listening to you guys. I, I, I understand what you're saying. It's speaking to my heart, but what should I do right now? Because I want to live that life. What, what would you tell that person? I would say to them two years ago, I couldn't have helped you. Um, but today I could help you in less than two weeks. So we literally have come together about 15 years of Greg Sloan's um, process together. His young son, Jonathan, is 23. He's our CEO. And then I've gone all in on this in the last eight months. And we literally have a process that works through an app where somebody can store all the questions to who are, who am I? Why am I here? Um, how do I live that out? How do I change the status quo for others? And how does that impact me at home, at work, and at large? Um, so we literally have created a process because what we realized is that 50 million people read Rick Warren's book. And I don't know what your experience has been, but go up and ask them, what's your purpose? And they will look at you like you have three heads and say something like, oh, I'd have to go back to my book and look it up. To which I respond with a big old smile. If you have to go back to a book to look up who you are and why you're here, that's a problem. Hey there, it's Mark, and I will coach you for less than $2 a day, plus give you access to a group coaching call every single month. For more information, visit MrProductivity.com. That is real powerful because I can tell you that up until about two years ago, I really didn't have a why for my life. I didn't have a purpose. I was like out in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean or the Pacific Ocean in a canoe that was leaking, leaking, leaking oil, leaking water with no oars. I didn't know what I was doing. And then my mom got late onset Alzheimer's. Okay. Mm. She's a three-year-old trapped in the 76-year-old body. And my father's her full-time caregiver because of COVID. He doesn't want to put her in a nursing home. 
Now I'm like, okay, now I'm going to be the best person I possibly can. So I can provide for my parents because they brought me into this world and they took care of me when I was young. And it took that to jolt me to realize, okay, Mark, the universe doesn't spin around you. You're not the center of the world to realize it's about other people. So what I want to do is I want to really take care of my parents. Like I want to pay off their debts, their house, everything, and just everything mom needs. If they need to live in there's whatever it needs. So that only happened about two years ago. But like I said, before that, it was all about me. It was W I I F M what's in it for me. That's what I always thought about. And I'm just being completely transparent with the listener, because if you think, if you think it's all about you, you're not alone. A lot of people think it's all about them. And I'm totally in agreement. First of all, I'm sorry to hear about your mom. I am glad to hear that your dad is there to be a caregiver and you are there to help provide for that. So I'm glad at least you're together and able to to do that together. So sorry to hear that. Um, I will tell you, though, that as you were speaking, um, Davin, um, uh, who, who leads uh, Purpose Point and, and the Purpose Summit that are coming up in May, Davin said something the other day that really arrested my attention. He said, there's a difference between my why and my purpose. Have you ever heard that? I have not. Yeah. So let's unpack it for a second because he really hit me and I think it'll help the listener. So your purpose was basically hardwired into you. It's foundational, right? Who you are and why you're here, you know, that, that purpose, that, that reason for being, those were set before you ever were conceived. Your experiences will begin to reveal those to you. And when you had that experience that you had discovering what was going on with your mom, that triggered your why. That's why you want to live and work on purpose. It's not your purpose. You, you, you have been awakened by your why. So, you know, mine came with this two by four in the driveway where Scott's asking me, so would you like to keep your wife in a relationship with your kids or are you good without them? Right. But that didn't become my purpose. My purpose didn't become to keep my kids and keep my wife. My purpose came like, how do I become a better person? How do I become a leader worth following? How do I become a friend worth having? Okay. So I'm going to have to pivot back to who am I? Why am I here? My purpose, identity and purpose. And then I can figure out how I play in the world. Interesting. Interesting. I've never heard anybody talk about why versus purpose, but what you just illustrated in the show was very uh, very thought provoking. Now I got my, my, uh, the smoke you're seeing or smelling on your podcast player. That's me thinking about that. Uh, very profound, but I want to go, I want to circle back to the listener who is trying to figure out how to reach fulfillment. What is something really simple? Cause I'm really about simplicity. I'm about what is something we could tell them to do today, right now, as they're listening to this conversation without having to go to a website, without having to go buy a book or a course, what is something they could do right now that's going to start helping them understand, you know, maybe their why, their purpose, or of course you said the purpose is, you know, built in before you're born, but maybe your why or, you know, how you achieve a fulfillment or meaningful life. What is something really simple they can do right away? Yeah. So if you are looking to put your purpose, which is already in you. You already know how to live and work on purpose. You just haven't put words to it yet. So I'm going to give you a 30 second exercise. Close your eyes for 15 seconds. Think about all the people in your sphere of influence. The first person that pops to mind that you think is hurting, struggling, um, needs some encouragement, select them. That'll take you 15 seconds and then spend 15 seconds sending them a text saying, would love to catch up later today and see how you're doing. 
do that because the fastest way to get out of self-pity, the fastest way to get into meaning is to go out and help someone else who needs help. Wow. Now, listener, you have 30 seconds. Okay. So you, you, a lot of people say, I ain't have no time. You got time. You've got 30 seconds. So who is that person on your heart right now that's hurting? And you may not be in a great position, but they're, they're not doing as well as you are. So take Joe's suggestion and reach out. Like you can even pause this podcast episode and do it right now because you know, there's someone on your heart right now you need to reach out to. And I'll be honest with you. I'm not gonna do it right now on the show, Joe, but there's people I need to do. I've been getting better at it. I've been reaching out to people just saying, Hey, how's it going? Or sending them an emoji or something or a video or something. Just let them know I'm thinking about them. Cause I think that's important because a lot of people say, Oh, I'm praying for everybody. Yeah. But you know what? Sometimes you got to reach out to them too and say, listen, I want you to know I'm praying for you. I want you to know that I'm here for you. Do you need anything? Because we assume that people know we're here, but maybe they don't know that you're there. So I think that's a very good exercise you just gave the listener. Can I share one quick real story? Um, And I am not saying this will happen to everyone, but I want to give you a sense of the power of purpose. Uh, When you become selfless and all you really are focused on is who needs some encouragement today? That's it. There's that 30 second exercise I shared. So there was a woman that I only met twice in October of 2019. Um, I only met her. I met her husband. I, I gave him a hug against his will. Uh, he said he wasn't a hugger. I tricked him into standing up to shake my hand and I grabbed a hold of him. Um, he could have beat me up because he was a big old tough cowboy and I'm just a little wimp. Um, but I grabbed a hold of him. She laughed. I laughed. I laughed. And four days later, he had a um, stroke that he was not going to recover from. Wow. For the for the next seven months, every time God placed her on my mind, I sent something. Hey, here's a song I've been listening to that might encourage you. Hey, I, I didn't say I'm praying for you. I just texted what I was praying for her, praying for her to have peace, praying for her to have courage, praying for her to have her courage restored. Right. And so I just stayed in touch with her for seven months in COVID when sales training, which is what I was doing for a living, went away. Face-to-face sales training was no longer needed when there's stay-at-home orders all over the country. Um, I was um, just minding my own business trying to start up this new company with Jonathan. And Debbie hands me a little red envelope. I open it up and it talks about how grateful she was that I just kept staying in touch and I just kept staying in touch and that God had placed me on her mind and she wanted to be as faithful as I had been. And inside that little card was a check for $10,000, suspecting that maybe my business wasn't doing so well. Wow. That, that is amazing because I, I, want, I want the listener to just, just stop for a moment and just listen and replay it in your mind or replay it on, on the podcast player. Listen to what Joe just said. He, he didn't do it. He didn't reach out to this woman and pray for her and keep in touch with her because he says, huh, maybe she'll send me money. Somebody did. If you, if you heard that, you didn't hear it right. He did it with a pure heart. And I think a lot of people are going into any type of relationship, whether it's a professional relationship online or, or, or friendly relationship, doesn't matter. And in the back of their mind, they're always thinking W I I F M what's in it for me. And you didn't do that. And I, I want to make sure the reason why I'm, I'm highlighting that is I want to make sure that you didn't do that. And if you're going to reach out to someone, you can't reach out to them with expectation of anything in return. 
that's that's not the point. And you did ver- you were very clear on that that just because we do this, we're not going to get a check for ten thousand dollars. I want to make sure people understand that. I mean, I think people do, but I just want to call it out to make sure people understand that was not the purpose of it. Yes, and thank you for calling it out. Let me be super clear, right? Our friendship is priceless. The ten thousand dollar gift was incredible because it showed my wife that a lot of this time I'm spending where I walk away from the edge of a lacrosse field or, you know, wave to her just to go into the grocery store without me while I'm speaking to somebody for a moment, right? Once you get addicted to, to living and working on purpose, and by the way, a definition of purpose real quickly for the listener, you have a purpose and here is how you know. Purpose is your individual design to change the status quo for others. Don't make it difficult. You were designed in a unique way. The way you encourage somebody is different than the way I encourage somebody. The way you love somebody is different than the way I love somebody. What what that person needs is different than what the person I'm serving needs. You just need to change the status quo. And the status quo is just saying, I'm praying for you, isn't enough. Call them and pray with them. Text them and pray You know, through that text with them. Um, set up a time where there's a FaceTime where you can look them in the eye and see if they're really doing okay. Don't just say, are you doing okay? One of the benefits of being a subscriber to my email newsletter is you get access to free weekly training from me. To sign up for my email newsletter, just go to mrproductivity.com. And if you're not a praying person, this still applies to you. You can send a very personal text or video message or something like that. So it's not like you're just sending it to all your friends. Put some effort in this. You know, it's interesting you talk about, you know, the status quo and stuff like that. There are a thousand, if not more, productivity coaches in the world, but there's only one Mark Stucheski. Okay. So people come to me because of who I am. People go to Tony Robbins because of who Tony Robbins is. Okay. So we're all very unique and a lot of people are looking to follow the big thought leaders. Well, maybe someone in your inner circle is already there that you don't even realize that they're doing the very thing that you need help in. But because you're so, you're so enamored by the spotlight of the high performers and the big names, you're missing this person that you would have a better relationship with because you already know them. But if you hired a coach that you didn't know, then you got to go through and introduce yourself and tell your whole life history. But this person may already be in your network and already knows you and probably going to be a lot cheaper than a Tony Robbins coach. I'm just saying. Well, I want to just build on that, right? Because I was the, you know, single shingle, you know, core view, you know, helping people get insights to optimize sales outcomes. You know, I wasn't, you know, the top 10 sales training company in the world. But here's what I could do for a client. I could look them in the eye and say, I'm in it with you, holding nothing back. And there'll be no period in time where you text me where I don't get back to you in 24 hours. And whatever it is your people are struggling with, we're going to fix. I might not know exactly how to when it first comes up, but we'll figure it out together, right? So rather than have a program, why don't you have somebody that you actually can connect with when you need to so you can actually work through your problems together? I love that. Well, you know, you gave us so much to think about in the show today. I want, I want to put a little pin in this right now because I want to move on to something else on the show. But listener, please, there is so much information on this show. Uh, you are allowed by law to go back and listen to this episode again. Okay. You're allowed to stop it and take notes. So please don't just be a passive listener to go. Yeah, yeah, I got it. Move on to the next thing. Please gift yourself listening to this episode again, because there's a lot of insights in it. So Joe, 
one of the things I like to do at the end of my episode is called Mike Swap. So what I do is I allow you to be the host of the Mark Stucheski podcast temporarily. You can ask me one or two questions. Doesn't it be about productivity? I just don't get real personal about credit card and social security numbers. And it just gives my audience to make sure I stay sharp so I can serve them the best, but also learn a little bit more about me. So you, sir, I'm going to hand you the microphone. You are the host of the Mark Stucheski podcast for a question or two. So go. Let's pick back up where we left off. So if I come to you versus Tony Robbins, what's in it for me? Well, I think you already gave part of the answer. And that is because I don't have 5,000 clients or a million fans or whatever he has. It's astronomical what he built. You're going to get individual attention from me. I am not a a coach that goes through the same uh, robotic system that everyone, oh, not everyone, but most people go through. I really care about every client, not only about their struggles, but I care about their wins. Okay. So, you know, what went well for you? Okay. Oh, I did this well. Okay. Tell me about that. So I really go deep because I want the, the client to understand that I am not just in it for the money. I really care about them. Oh, you, you went out for, you took the family to vacation. You went to your, your cabin in the woods. What did you guys do? And I really want to show an interest. So I know people like Tony and, you know, Brendan Burchard and all the, they can't do that because they have too many followers. You, when you have thousands and hundreds of thousands and millions of followers, you can't be in everyone's lives. And so I restrict how many clients they take on a month because I want to really get to know them. The more I know a client, the better I can serve them. Yeah, we're from the same cloth. So, all right, a little different question. I'm going to give you the statement first. Uh, my my whole world revolves around this, right? So we can't fix what we can't see is broken. So we can't fix what we can't see is broken. So when a client comes to you, how do you um, do an assessment or what do you do to figure out what's broken so that they can see it and you can see it? You know, I'll give you a doctor's example. I go into the doctor, say my leg hurts. If he takes an x-ray and an MRI, he now knows why my leg hurts, right? You, you have a calcium buildup here or you know, a broken bone. So what are you doing um, and what do you see from a productivity standpoint that is broken in most people, but they just can't see it and therefore they can't fix it because they haven't seen it yet? It comes right down to time, okay? Everyone on this planet gets the same 24 hours, whether you're the president or leader of your country, whether you're an unemployed person, whether you're a janitor, you all have 24 hours in the day. The problem most people don't understand is you get this moment to listen to this podcast right now. You, you can't go back and say, well, that was a waste of my time listening to episode with Joe and Mark. And I want that time back. It doesn't work that way. So what I encourage people to do is be very intentional with how you spend your time. So don't be in reactive mode. What I want you to do is say, okay, what do I want to do? Okay. Cause wanting and needing are two different things. Like if I need a spreadsheet done, I give it to my wife. That's her. That's she loves making spreadsheets. So I don't stress myself out doing the spreadsheet. I say, look, I need a spreadsheet that does X, Y, and Z. Give it to her. And she does a fantastic job at it. Okay. Too many people are spending too much, too much time doing stuff that would be better off giving to someone else and staying in their, to quote what someone else says a lot, a zone of genius. You are good at something or some things, and that's what you should focus your time on. And then the rest of the stuff you should outsource. Now, when people come to me, the first thing they do, we don't get on the phone call. 
I send you this, what's known as a client intake form. And I allow you to, what I lack of a better word, to vomit on the page. Tell me everything that's going on in your life. Because when I get on the phone call with you, I don't want to go through that. Oh, tell me about this because that's wasting your precious time you paid me for. So I really want to get to know what your biggest struggles are. But the biggest struggle comes to feeling overwhelmed. I have too much to do, not enough time. I'm stressed. So that's what I, the number one thing I deal with people is with overwhelm. Yeah. So we agree on that. Just a couple of quick things. So we've been talking about purpose a little bit and, you know, purpose is an individual's unique design to challenge and change the status quo for others. Um, let me give you a, a really quick slogan. You can, you can stick somewhere and share with some of your clients. Okay. Purpose allows you to focus your attention and your intention on things that matter. And so if you're struggling with time, purpose is the lens that allows you to focus your attention and intention on things that matter. Because most people spend a lot of time on things that don't matter. Mm -hmm. And to your point, delegate them. Just decide they don't matter and don't do them, right? Or delay them. Like I might need to do that in a different season or in a different week. Um, but in order to focus your attention and intention, you not have to know who you are and why you're here. Uh, it literally just clarifies everything for you. Absolutely. Um, so, so that's just a thought that popped to mind as I was listening to you. And if you haven't read the book yet, listener, Essentialism by Greg McCown, go read that book. It's like 225 pages long. It really guides you through on what is essential and what is trivial. I've read the book twice now. Highly recommend it. So final question. Thank you for being the host for the show uh, temporarily, Joe. I really appreciate your questions. Final question I have for you, sir, is where can we go to find out more about you and what you do? Oh, well, thank you for that opportunity. And again, Mark, I'm really grateful for the chance just to get to know you, to kind of exchange some ideas. I, I hope that some of the listeners were able to walk away with some nuggets. Uh, you can go to um, www.gojourneylife.com. Um, just gojourneylife.com and you will see there my partner, Jonathan, uh, who went on a full ride to Vanderbilt because he wrote his purpose into his admissions essay. And he said he wanted to foster an entrepreneurial society within the engineering school. And they said, we'll pay you for that. Wow. And so I've joined him. He's the, the genius. Uh, he is building the technology. I'm bringing the relationship and the experience piece. Um, and together we're, we're a Reese's cup, right? I'm the chocolate that everybody wants to get, get a bite out of. And he's the actual protein that's got some actual nutritional value for you. <laughs> no one's ever used that analogy on the show before. So uh, thank you for making me laugh. Joe, this has been an incredible conversation with you. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you, Mark, and uh, continue to do the good work you're doing. Hey, 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 don't leave this episode yet. I have a very important announcement for you. I want you to go to MrProductivity.com right now and get the top five productivity tips for entrepreneurs absolutely for free. It's my gift to you. And while you're at MrProductivity.com, I want you to click on the tab that talks about my digital productivity coaching program. I call it DPC. This program is incredible and I'm super excited about it because one, via a dedicated app, you get daily, yes, daily coaching and accountability prompts from me and the ability to ask me questions, short questions in the app. You get a live group coaching call every single, well, month with me. 
Third, you get access to a DPC members-only community online, and it's not a Facebook group. And fourth, you get replays of all the group coaching calls and my Saturday morning trainings. Now, my Saturday morning trainings are free, but there's no replay. But DPC members get access to the training to the replays, part of their membership. Now, what's this cost you? You may think thousands of dollars. No, it's $49 a month. That's less than $2 a day. So check out the digital productivity coaching program and grab the top five productivity tips for entrepreneurs at my website, mrproductivity.com.